2: In this extreme heat, Rodgers fires quickly until it for the touchdown by Alvarez. of
0: Rodgers, everybody else on the field. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Fantasy Podcast, also known as PFB. Check us out online at packernet.com. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at underscore PF Podcast. I am your host, Jacob Buss. With me are my co-hosts, Tony Brooks and Justin Young. We have no bad luck, Paul, today. Paul's taking the night off, but uh, we will definitely have him back, hopefully, later this week. We've got a great show for you today lined up. We're going to be looking ahead at the home game that's slated for Sunday afternoon against the Patriots, who is supposedly, possibly, maybe will be without their starting quarterback, Mac Jones. We're going to get into that in just a moment. Also, on today's show, we're going to give you our week four starts and sits. We're going to make our game pick locks. And of course, we'll do our prize picks, pick of the week segment. And then uh, that and a lot more. First of all, let's let's start things off and figure out how Tony's doing. Tony, where are you in the world and how are you?
1: I'm uh, just a little bit outside of Cincinnati. I thought about trying to go to the game tonight, Ooh. but I had a podcast to record and a, a lot of work to get done. So I'm not attending the game, but I'm not too far away as well. Um, nice. Visiting some customers around here. So.
0: Do you see that? Uh, you see the new Bengals uniforms?
1: Those things look sick. They are awesome. Yeah. Uh, maybe it'll spark their offense a little bit. You know what I mean? As we're recording, they're up 7-3. They got going early and often, but uh, I think tonight will be a good game. I think it'll go pretty high scoring as well.
0: Nice. Justin, it sounds like uh, you have been able to break your curse of not being able to watch these games while we record. Is that correct?
3: Uh, kind of, sort of. <laughs> the uh, the Wi-Fi connection is not great down here in the uh, bedroom in the basement, but I'm doing what I can, and I'm sitting here watching the game, hoping that Jamar Chase does not score many fantasy points since I'm facing off against Tony this week, and he has Jamar Chase. I have Jalen Waddle, so let's go Dolphins.
0: There you yeah. go. There you go. <laughs> and like i said we got no paul this week i wanted to kick it to paul though at this point of the show because i wanted to get his uh perspective at what it's like to wake up at eight o'clock to watch an nfl football game in the morning um because we're gonna have to do it the very next weekend yeah, i was so. gonna
3: say we're gonna find out next week
0: yeah man so i believe this weekend um his dirty dirty vikings are taking on the saints in london you sound like you're from london they're coming wiki wiki can you get some towels for me, please? I'm really losing a lot of blood.
1: You sound like you're from London.
0: And uh, it's going to be rough. I Good yeah, morning. I don't know what to think about that. Honestly, if I'm a Vikings fan, I'm sweating that one pretty hard. But um, we can get into that. Just do a quick preview. I'm going to do a quick Packer preview. We're going to look at the upcoming game again. Obviously, it's for Sunday afternoon at 3:25. I actually uh, facilitated a deal between families. Tony's family sold four Packer tickets to people in my family. So we had to, uh, you know, we're making deals.
1: We're breaking bread.
0: Breaking bread. We're connecting <laughs> families. One of our families is usually in that stadium on any given Sunday that they play there, which is kind of funny.
1: And so cool. are, you, are
0: you going to that game, Jacob? Nah, nah. My, oh, okay. uh, I believe it's my aunt and uncle, my cousin. and Both my cousins are gone, I think. Maybe my grandpa might go as well, but um, – yeah. So for that game right now, again, the guys, guys, this is Thursday night, 738 PM. The the New England Patriots, obviously they got Mac Jones, which who knows? It sounds like it's mm, like 70-30. He's not gonna play. If he cannot go, it sounds like it's gonna be Brian Hoyer, possibly the um the rookie zap zappy or zap, whatever his name is. And on that um on the entry list for the Patriots at the moment, they have Joshua Bledsoe, a safety, Devon Gatto, Adrian Phillips, another safety, Kyle Duggar, another safety. So that may be an area where we could take advantage of them being very, um, having not a very deep secondary in that safety position. Also, Jacoby Myers looks a little banged up. All those guys are questionable. As far as the Packers, Caleb Jones, Mercedes Lewis, Jair Alexander, Bakhtiari, and Elton Jenkins, all listed as questionable. So I don't know what to think. It's Thursday. It's a little early to make any real hard Guesses. It sounds like Bakhtiari has been held out more precautionary stuff. Just trying to see how that knee is feeling and all that kind of stuff. Jair, I'm not exactly sure. I haven't heard a lot of, I I think again, they're being just really overly cautious with him to make sure he doesn't re-aggravate that. And then going into this game to this week, the new England Patriots guys are at the back end of the, uh, the AFC East standings for, you know, the first time in a while. And then our own Green Bay Packers were in a three-way tie for first, obviously with Minnesota and Chicago, Again, that Minnesota game, we're keeping an eye on this weekend to see if they are going to drop it right now. The Packers are getting nine and a half points, which I think that's the second time. I think I saw it at 10 earlier, just yesterday And the over-under set at 40.5. What are you guys thinking? It's going to be again, Green Bay is set for 68 degrees at kickoff. I'm definitely taking that uh, over. I, I don't know what I think about that. It depends, I guess, on who's that quarterback. What do you think, Tony?
1: I love the over. Uh, it's not my pick because one of you clowns jumped on it first, so I, I'm not going to take the over. But uh, it, there's going to be more points in that score in the game. You know, we we could put up 35 at home any given day, right? So I just think 39 and a half, 40 is way too low. Well, uh, I do think the Packers are going to come out and uh, and make a statement game as we build confidence and as our receivers get more healthy and more repetition for the younger guys. We know Dylan and, uh, and and Jones know our offense, right? We know we're going to run the offense through them. Our line's going to get healthier with Bakhtiari being back. I really think that we're going to put 30-plus up, uh, so 40 is no problem, but I think the Packers can cover the spread as well at 10. I would take it at 10 for sure. That's
3: nice. Justin, what are you thinking? This is kind of skipping ahead and what we talked about in the, the notes for where we're putting everything, but for, for my game – pick with the Packers I I picked the Packers at 28 to 17 I think it's going to be a little bit closer than what what you guys were talking about earlier just because I haven't I, I want this game to be a blowout but we haven't seen it yet this year I feel like I the game that I thought was going to be the blowout was against the Bears and I feel like they have 10 times worse of a roster than the Patriots do and and we couldn't even put the put the killing on them in that game. Um, I don't know. I, I definitely think that, that we're going to win. And I, and I do think it's We're going to take the over at the 39 and a half, but I'm thinking like 28, 17 in this game.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. One thing that's kind of funny to look at when you look at the quarterback comparison through PFF, they have the, uh, obviously Rogers is ranking currently is 74.9. And then Brian Hoyer, he just has dashes through every single category. But he has a power rating rank of 31st versus Rodgers first out of 32 teams. I can't help but wonder is, is the Bears quarterback that sorry excuse for a man. Is he number 32? And even Brian Hoyer off the bench has a better projection. I got to look that up and see. And speaking of PFF grades, when you look at the uh, our offense versus their starting defense and vice versa, you know, not a lot is scary. They've got a D tackle wise junior. That's, you know, ranking pretty high. Um, but it, it, that's really not anything that I'm afraid of. Their mills is grading horribly at quarterback 101st out of 103 quarterbacks currently. So that's just incredible um, linebacker Wilson. He is not looking good at all. I mean, it's funny looking at Dobbs is very solid. He's grading out as the 21st ranked wide receiver out of 107. That's pretty cool. Cobb, the 12th ranked wide receiver, and how interesting is it coming into this? Who would have thought that uh, – and then the Lazard on the other side with the 49th out of 107 with limited time. And, you know, coming into this, this year, they said, well, Packers don't have any wide receivers. And I'd like to see how many other teams right now, if we were to stack them up pound for pound, where they rank compared to us. And I think a lot of people would have to eat some crow there. And that might the be deep, a good one to throw to Ryan. That's either Ryan or JJ. <laughs> that would be a good one there. And then uh, on the defensive side, you just see Kenny Clark just jump off the page. Ranking at an 85.6, the sixth best D lineman in the game right now out of 120. That's pretty crazy. And then on their, their offense, I'm not afraid of anybody that, you know, Kendrick Bourne is grading out incredibly well, but who's going to throw him the ball? That's what you got to think about. And then real quick, their, um, their season leaders, Mac Jones, is you know, he's quietly having a decent year if it wasn't for all the picks. He's got 786 yards passing, two touchdowns, but five interceptions. Rodgers has 684, four touchdowns, two interceptions. And then Damian Harris has 35 carries for 162 tuds. Uh, Jones has got 217 with one touchdown. And then their leading receiver is Nelson Aguilar, a guy that you just forget is still in the league, but every year he kind of just shows up on the roster and quietly, you know, catches a few balls here and there. And then our leading receiver is Dobbs, which is kind of cool. And then, uh, yeah, Tony, what are your just general thoughts on this, uh, on this game? Just anything you want to see us do or key on key matchups?
1: You know, I, th- I I really think you know everyone looks at the Patriots' defense over the last couple of years like they're a real powerhouse, um, and I think that Green Bay at home cha- changes that. You know, we're we're very very good at home, uh, and so I think it's going to be more lopsided than we think or than most people think. Um, I think we're going to keep working those young receivers. We'll obviously utilize our running backs to get the ball down the field. I sneaky think you know those of you that are playing uh, daily fantasy. Big Bob Tunyon. It's time. It's showtime. He's gonna have a big week. Uh, they they haven't been great against tight ends. He's getting healthier and more back into uh, playing shape. So, those of you looking to which random Packers gonna go out this week because nobody's our number one. It's Big Bob Tunyon. I kind of think Christian Watson might get a big, you know, maybe a deep ball, sixty-yard touchdown, something like that. We we have already tried it. Uh, he's getting he's healthy. He's gonna play. Yeah, and we want we invested the capital into him, right? Uh, we want him to get that confidence. And Rodgers, he can make it happen. He's made it happen with a lot less. So I think I think any of those things could go off this week, and our and our team kind of goes off a little bit. So
0: sounds good. And then Justin, what are you thinking for your overall general thoughts?
3: Yeah, just kind of rolling with what Tony said there. I, I'd really like to see a lot from the young wide receivers in this game. Um, obviously, Dobbs kind of broke out last week, but I I'd like to see him get another eight targets this week. I, I know that uh, there's a pretty good chance that Christian Watson comes back um, with him back and how athletically gifted that dude is. I'd really like to see him stretch the field again, both yep. vertically and horizontally. I would really like to see um, Rogers try a couple, another, a couple more shot plays to him, you know, try to throw it down the field a little bit. If you stretch him down the field, we can open up the middle of the field for guys like Dobbs and Cobb and Lazard. Another thing about the game is that, uh, like you said, that uh, Mac Jones might play, but I I really doubt it. You can probably expect to see Hoyer. And in the past, I feel like Green Bay has a bad habit of making backup quarterbacks look like Hall of Famers. And I really, really hope they don't try to pull anything like that this week. So hopefully they can shut him down. I think this is one of the better defenses we've had, in a while. So I think, I think that they probably will, but that's just something to pay attention to. And then um, I really want to see how Bakhtiari is in this game. Is he, are they going to do the whole him in and out thing, or is he going to play the whole game? I hope he plays the whole game. I thought he looked really good in the last game. And I think he went on record saying that he felt really good and he didn't want to be cycled out. So hopefully that's, that's a situation where he can stay in the whole game. And then uh, most importantly, let's just take care of the ball. No fumbles, no picks. Let's win the turnover battle. And I I think that we'll take this one away with a pretty easy victory. I think I I said 28-17, but I I like your guys' picks a little better with the higher scoring.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I guess my thing was the defense needs to be smart, not get overly cocky, a lot of confidence going into this game, but we shouldn't. I think Ryan was the one that touched on it and highlighted that – the Patriots, even without Tom Brady, are still a Bill Belichick coach team. And that means that they're going to be very sound in most aspects, if not all aspects. And they're probably going to have a really great game plan coming in here. They're going to probably utilize their strengths, force us or dare us to do certain things. And uh, like I, like you guys said, I want to get Dobbs involved early. I want Jones involved early and often. And then go back a couple of years, I want all gas, no break, man. No break because I'm sick. Actually of it. do
1: it. That's what I'm talking about.
0: I'm just saying. So, like, if um, if we're up early in this first quarter, like, I I understand if we need to maybe start pounding Jones and Dylan, but I want to see, I want to see us bury him, put him away, you know, and don't let up until, until it's completely in the books. You know what I mean? I, I just, I want to see. I'm, I'm dying for a game like that. Right? Just put the pile driver on him and just, oh. No mercy.
2: That's what she said.
0: So anyways, like I was going to say real quick that um, the Vikings game in the UK, they're going in there, it looks like, without Dalvin Cook. I just was listening to some news that Cook apparently has that injury to his shoulder, which is now the third time he's injured the shoulder and that the Vikings front office has basically been begging this guy to get surgery on it. And for whatever reason, he will not get the surgery. So yeah. I don't know, man. Delvin Cook, talk about a guy that's great, but can never be on the field. He's never made it through a full season to this day, to the since his rookie year. And then they've got C.J. Ham, the fullback, who's going to be questionable. Is Darius Smith, questionable. Good luck with that, guys. Andrew Booth Jr. They're uh, their rookie, high draft. There is questionable. Hasn't barely got on the field, if at all. And then uh, B.C. Johnson, he's on IR. As far as the Saints go, they. Looking all right. Marcus Davenport, the end is questionable. Deontay Hardy, Jameis Winston's questionable, but he's basically been on that questionable list every week and is fighting through that back injury. The big one will be Michael Thomas to see if he is good to go. If he is, I kind of like the the Saints to take over. Uh, the Vikings and the Bears have both squeaked wins out, which I, I think their their record shows that they're better than they really are, and I think that the Lions are their record shows that they're worse than they are in my opinion and then real quick the over under set at 43 and a half the vikings are getting two and a half points um i don't know again what to think about that i'm wondering if that'll change if any of these injury reports come out coming up into that game but do you guys have any thoughts on that quick matchup there the vikings and the saints in london
1: all the london games go under you think so the offense is terrible i don't know why it is Is maybe it's a going overseas thing Let's I sit
0: on a plane for like Eight, nine, 10, 12 hours, don't
1: they? It's the weirdest thing. I'd, I've tried to get down on daily fantasy and other stuff. Uh, it always goes under. So I, I have, I have like a painful thought in my mind. I will. I just try not to play those players. If you have a stud, you have to play them. But traders, uh, I'm just, I'm over it. I don't do so
3: that. we have we have London next week, right? Against <laughs> the Giants, I think the Giants, which could be a really
0: creepy, sneaky good. I mean. <clears throat> I'm looking ahead here at our, I try not to get too far ahead and just, you know, there's a lot of information. So every now and then it just kind of slaps me in the face. And I just took a step back and I looked at our schedule and I was like, huh, you know, that's a very winnable schedule, but you can see certain little things. Like for instance, obviously we're going overseas to the UK and then we're basically on a short week. I think from that and then after that i think we play either a monday night game or something stupid like that so they were not kind to us when when they scheduled our schedule i think we have the i think we have the worst schedule as far as rest goes rest in between games if i'm not mistaken i think i remember that being a thing so i don't know what to think i'm excited schedule
3: makers are never kind to my rest i like to go to bed early and they always schedule (laughs) us for night games
0: well why don't you
2: cry about it
0: yeah
3: especially it seems like this year it's all (laughs) three o'clock games, night games. Oh, Three o'clock games are fine. I feel like they just always give us like what five or six night games a year.
0: Yeah.
3: Hey man, it's hard to be pretty. It's tough. I guess because we're beautiful. If we weren't that good, they wouldn't put us at night all
0: the time, I guess. Right. That's right. That's right. Well, all right, let's move on now to our Packers breakout players of the game. Basically all this means is to, each week coming uh, upcoming we're going to pick our Packers player which doesn't necessarily have to break out of the career performance or whatever the criteria basically it could be a rookie it could be someone that again hasn't really graded out well that year or this year or it could just be somebody that had such a phenomenal performance that it was just it was worthy of the the breakout you know the breakout tag and I'm going to Go first. I'm gonna say Christian Watson. Tony kind of stole my thunder a bit on that, but I'm looking for him to come back and get involved with the offense. I want to see him on the jets motions. I want to see him stretching the field and really taking the, the top off the defense, making the safeties. Always watch the guy going laterally, taking that um, taking a jets motion, you know, taking the handoff on that, maybe one out of four or five times. I hate seeing the guy get hit as often as we do, but it's important to keep those edges honest and to make sure that they're not cheating on us. And um, other than that, I just, I want him to get more develop more trust with Rogers so that it, it seems like he does like him. If you look at the film, he's constantly open. And since, I mean, you guys talked about it, that first play, who knows what this offense looks like, what the confidence looks like, what the, what the record looks like. If he catches that opening play, the whole narrative the whole rest of the, the season could be changed but the guy didn't let it affect him and I think that he's ready to make a bounce back game and this is a great time to do it Tony what about you
1: uh 100% agree uh not only him but the the young offense the young receivers uh w- we need to see a lot of them uh at home get the confidence going so later in the year we we can reflect that right uh I think we are going to continue to build everybody you know it sounds stupid to reference last year but we got slaughtered in week one last year and then we just continually got better and better and better and better and we had a great season right Mm uh rogers love him or hate him you know he's got that cocky attitude which i love uh he's gonna keep getting better and he's gonna build these young guys up he might not look like it when he's angry on the sideline but all week long he's gonna keep working with these guys and i think Uh, These home games early in the year are pivotal for us. I think it's great for their careers and it's great for our team. Uh, I think we put up 30-plus, like I said. Dubs is going to have a good game. Watts is going to have a good game. And uh, don't forget about Big Bob Tunyon. I'm going to keep saying it. Big Bob Tunyon.
0: There you (laughs) go. Justin, what uh, what are you thinking? Who's your Packer breakout player of the game?
3: So I wouldn't necessarily say it would be his breakout because he kind of had a breakout last week, but I'm just going to go with Romeo Dobbs because obviously, like I said, he broke out last week, but I think he did a lot for himself in terms of Rogers trust. I think he going forward, he's going to take a step and step further. I think in this game, he's going to score another touchdown and I'm going to be a little bold here and say that he puts up a hundred yards. I'm going to mm-hmm. go even more bold and say that I think that he might be a candidate for offensive rookie of the year.
1: we at this Ooh. guy calling his shots, I'm calling oh, it gosh. right
3: now. But yeah, so no, no, really though. Yeah, there's a chance. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I really think that the dude has the traits to be, to be great in the league. And I think that in the past Rogers has never really trusted rookie receivers. And then obviously it's going too far out there. People saying that they're trying to call Dobbs, Devon, the next coming Devontae Adams and all that. But, but he, he has the skill. And I I don't know. I just, I I have a lot of trust in the dude. I I think, I think he's going to be great. And I think that the team trusts him. And just to see the way that he came out and performed last week, I think that we're going to see a lot of good games going
0: forward. What you're saying is he's going to get a lot of balls.
1: (laughs) That's what she said.
0: Anyways. uh, All right. So let's move on to our. My favorite segment, I think, of all of the of the segments, which is saying something, but it's the prize picks pick of the week. Now, we're just doing an over under here. Prize Picks sets a stat line on various stat categories, and we just pick whether or not we think it's going to be over or under with a quick explanation as to why we'll start it off real quick. As of uh, again, Thursday, nine twenty nine, the year of our door, twenty twenty two. They have Alan Lazard and Romeo Dobbs both listed. And it's every now and then when I look at prize picks, it just, it seems so obvious and so, so easy, right? And that's the, I guess that's the the devil in the details there is that it seems so easy. So everybody thinks that they can do it. They've got these guys slated at Lazard for 37 and a half receiving yards, Romeo Dobbs at 39 and a half receiving yards. To me, the Dobbs one is a, absolute over lazard is a an over but i mean i can't stress enough that the dobbs is i think that again that maybe three times over that so what do you think uh tony
1: as i've uh, been pretty emphasis emphatic on emphatic that's what i'm gonna emphatic, go that's a word emphatic sure. on uh <laughs> the packers at home uh are awesome rogers at home is awesome so, those two guys are two of our top four guys that are going to catch passes, and Rodgers can go for 250 pretty easy, right? Uh, and those two totals are less than 80 yards. That's crazy. So, one, if not both of those, are uh, slam dunk super easy. Uh, I- I'm right in agreement with you, Jacob.
0: Gotcha. And Justin, what are you thinking?
3: Yeah, I'm going to go with Tony on that one. I think they're both kind of a slam dunk. There's. 40 yards like come on man I mean because those
0: are that means you basically either give Lazard a hundred and two backs another 50 you know 50 almost I mean that's crazy so and that's against like I said I I, I'll push back on Tony a bit about how the defense was I, I thought the defense was actually very well coached and did their job last year but I don't think that they're a lock to be that solid of a team overall this year. And I do think that we can take advantage of them, especially if they're a one-dimensional team with a backup quarterback. And you know, the Packers aren't haven't been great against the run. But if we can stop them, if we can go up early and get up by two scores and say, okay, now, now pass, you know, run down the field and pass on us with Jair and well, hopefully Jair. And the rest, of, you know, I I honestly think Razul has been playing so well that if if Jair's even not at close to hundred, let him sit. We're playing the Pats at home. Right. Well, so the the thing about that, though,
3: is when Rasul comes in, he plays better on the boundary when you put him in slot. That's why I think that's why he's been struggling. Would you agree? You're saying Rasul struggles in the slot? Yes. At least it seems
0: that way to me. I would say that he definitely does better on the boundary, but I wouldn't say he's struggling in the slot. I still think I've seen Rasul arguably play some of the best quarterback play of our team. But a lot of that came when he's playing in the boundary after Jair got hurt. So, right. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on here. Real quick. Aaron Rodgers, pass yards, 234.5. To me, slightly over. Not much, but slightly over. Tony?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go at least 250 plus. 250. Maybe not a lot, but a little bit, just like you said.
3: Yeah. Justin? Yeah, I'm going to go over. Uh, last week, then number was set like right around that you guys took the over and i took the under and he barely went over and i think that i think that he's going to throw for more on the patriots than he did the bucks so i think like an
1: admission of guilt justin well done uh, yeah no
3: <laughs> hey you know what i just keep it real i'm proud of you
1: i'm like we can own it anyway, zip it anyways. oh
0: okay i that's not fair three packer players to rush uh we got aaron Rodgers at four and a half yards rushing aaron jones at 55 and a half yards rushing and then AJ Dillon at 50 and a half yards rushing. When I look at that on paper, all of them scream over obviously, but I
3: Rogers, those lines were set almost the same last week. Too. It, they've
0: been almost the same every week and they're really good at what they do. Cause it's, you know, any one of those guys can break those in one play literally. And I'd go Rogers over Aaron Jones over Dylan under just because the guy seems like he can't crack more than a two or three yard run lately. He doesn't have the, doesn't have the vision. What do you think?
1: I'm going to, I'm going to disagree with you politely, maybe impolitely. <laughs> uh, we're going to get the lead early. Dylan's going to pound out the yardage and put up like 75 on like nine touches. Mm-hmm uh jones will be catching stuff early and often he'll probably get on the board and score a couple touchdowns early uh and rogers might scramble around and get over that he, he might go under because we'll be up early he might not need to worry about running around too much also a little let me just jump in here with an aside <clears throat> you know last episode i wasn't on here i'm thinking about it right now trying to find a way to make it fit was there any beard jokes beard model jokes about no Jake there
0: wasn't the and i was actually <laughs> gonna say i wasn't gonna bring that up but uh, it's funny, well, you know,
3: Tony was going to,
0: we're eight episodes in and you've already broke your streak. So like, is it eight? You're a failure. Yeah. We're eight episodes in man. It's crazy.
3: Wow. I'm way off. I thought it was six. I find a way to slip uh, <laughs> a
1: couple <laughs> in this episode. So don't worry. I just want to make sure we want to keep pace. So
0: I don't think that you can't double. It doesn't work like that. Anyways, wait, wait. Robert Tanyan or wait, Justin, did you give us your over on the rushing guards yet? Uh, I did not, but, um
3: kind of like what you said is uh, with the way that Dylan has been performing, I'm, I, I'd be kind of nervous taking the over. I think that I'd like to see him take the over. And I feel like the, the lines are set where they both should be able to easily go over, but I don't know, man. I, I think you're probably right with what you said. I think that Aaron Jones probably over AJ Dylan with the under, I think they kind of just have been using him to, to pound out a couple yards here and there. And I like think you, you, could said, argue, he hasn't had-
0: you could argue Dylan gets you a more critical, critical yardage with less yardage that second and three, the third and one, fourth and one, maybe a right. goal line touchdown or two but Jones will end up with more yards and catches and overall usage if that kind of makes sense. Yeah,
3: Aaron Jones is getting those those first down looks where they're they're really like opening up the holes and then they they bring AJ Dillon in when they need like a a third and two. So he's trying to, you know what I mean, like Aaron Jones is getting the numbers, but AJ Dillon's the one like actually under the rock on third down.
0: There you go. All right, Robert Tunyon receiving. 25 and a half yards. I got to understand. I got to believe Tony's going over on that. Huh?
1: You better believe I'm going over on Big Bob Tunyon. I don't know what his reception totals are at, but I'm going over on that too. doesn't matter what the number is.
0: You heard it here, folks. Tony's going over on Big Bob Tunyon. (laughs) So many sound Um, bites. I'm setting up sound bites just so you guys know. I have to edit them in post-production, but it's going to be glorious. All right. And then the Packers' defense, um, this one was – oh, I see. Okay. So they had him slated for – Plus or minus three sacks. Ah, I think I'm going over just because. So Gary's, he gets at least a sack game. He looks like he should get at least two more if they had, honestly, a half second more, um, you know, of of rush time there. And then on the fantasy score as a whole, the Packers defense is slated at eight and a half fantasy points. Last week, they had 11 points, if I'm not mistaken. So this one, again,
3: on Yahoo, I, I got 13 out of them. Thirteen
0: from last week.
3: Yep, I have Green Bay on as my defense, and not not our Packer Net League, but the other one. I, I got thirteen. Okay,
0: maybe uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe prize pick
3: stuff. But anyways, let me um, let me double check. No, no, no. I'm. I don't I don't want to give you wrong information. <clears throat> yep, thirteen <throat> flat.
0: All right, fine, thirteen. But that's even better. So that's my point. Is I I think that I'm still taking the over on eight and a half. Just I just. I see us possibly doing a defensive score, a pick six, uh, at least a couple of fumbles, a bunch of sacks. I think the guys are going to be super jacked up. Second home game. And we finally, I think, are starting to have a little more confidence in the offense, which helps the defense. So, um, yeah, I think that's where we're at. Guys, we're going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break right here, pay some bills. And we'll come right back. And we're getting our starts and sits as well as our three-game locks. And then we'll probably get us out of here real quick. And uh, we'll be right back. And we're back. Thanks for letting us pay some bills here, as Clayton likes to say. We are moving on to our three-game lock segment here. And I'm going to take over, start this off. I'm going to steer this train back on track here. You can't steer a train back on track because the train is on the track. But you know what I'm – I'm going to pick the Packers and win 31-10. And I think that that is a just – I think that's a good score Justin's a little mad with his score I like my score I think my score is the best score possibly the greatest score of all time <laughs> um, and then I'm also going to take the Lions as my lock over Seattle I just I really like what the Lions are doing I see a lot of spark and I do not like what Seattle's doing in any way I'm gonna take the under at 48 because I think Seattle's that bad the Lions maybe score I don't know 28 35 34 something like that maybe the seattle gets a couple garbage points but that being said i'm gonna then take the jacksonville jag who says that the jaguars detroit 20
1: jacksonville and your pigs how gross are you
0: i really like <laughs> jacksonville this this you know they got trevor lawrence he kind of looks like a girl sometimes you know and clemson it's weird it's whatever
1: you like write down those picks and then just shake your head at yourself like in I do. So bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him.
0: I actually <laughs> do. I, I do the uh, the Jim Carrey when he pulls his hat off and dumb and dumber and then gags a couple <gasps> times. That's yeah, that's I threw up my mouth a little bit. But I am, I'm taking the jags over the Eagles in a massive upset special. So if I if I get this right,
3: whew, we yes. didn't talk about it beforehand, but that was going to be my upset too. I I switched. Oh,
0: don't jump on my
3: bandwagon. No, no, no. It's yours. It's okay. yours to take. But I'm just saying, you're not alone. If you lose, I'll I'll, I'll ride that loser train with you because that okay. was going to be I'll mine. Take that.
0: I'll take that. Yeah, trying
3: to Catch help you out. Bet. Thanks. Lend in a
0: hand. <laughs> no, it's, 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 I appreciate that. Tony, give us your uh, your Packers victory and your two other game picks.
1: Well, I gave him my Packers victory. Yeah, but reiterate uh, it. That's how it works. 35-17, good guys. Uh, our offense, real awesome at home. Other teams, not so cool in Lambeau. Uh, we're we're, we're going to come together. Young defense has been great. Uh, young receivers are going to show out. Dubs and Watson both have a touchdown. There's a little, you know, same game parlay on DraftKings sportsbook, FanDuel sportsbook, whichever one you want to use. Uh, I I think we're just gonna, you know, beat them up. We're just a better team. Their quarterback's banged up. We're, Tony, we're Tony, good. is
3: it is it Dubs or Dobbs?
0: Yeah, you're uh, kind of making me. I didn't want to have to call you out, but
1: I didn't mean to be a perfectionist. Jeez, this is your Jaguar. What movie what? is that where they <laughs> doing it again? Jacob, I thought we talked about this offline. This is your Jaguar <laughs> moment. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, all right, on to the next one. Be in the serious tone for now. Uh, I'm gonna go Giants minus three the new york football giants the g-men are strong this year they're at home i think saquon has another you know 25 plus point fantasy day between receiving and rushing and the uh the last game it feels gross there's nothing good about it uh steelers jets over 42 i don't know why uh tj watt's out The Jets have been making it rain, throwing the ball all over the field, most passing attempts in the league. Joe Flacco, (laughs) Joe Flacco might not even play. Jacobs
0: man,
1: Uh, Joe
2: Flacco's not going to
0: play. Don't 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 don't.
1: Zach Wilson might be back, baby. Don't
0: speak that into existence. All right, Zach Wilson's a chump.
1: All he's good uh... for is
0: stealing mothers.
1: Boom, roasted. All right, what's this guy from (laughs) State by the Bell? It looks like what's his face? He looks like Uh, Zach Morris. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Zach Morris. but here's the real deal: is the Steelers' receivers, and and I don't know which one, but they're due for some positive regression. Mitch Trubisky, he might go off, you know, mess around, get a triple double. Uh, that guy's won the millie maker for people two separate times. Yeah, he's uh, a true bitch, ski. I hate Mitch Trubisky. Uh, although he could put up some fantasy points randomly, he blacks out and he plays normal football like a good <laughs> athlete. It uh, happened. It's happened twice. It could happen this week against the Jets. Those are my picks of the week.
0: Those are some good picks, if I had to say so myself, which I just did. So, Justin, what are your uh, three-game locks, sir?
3: Uh, For the Packers, like we already talked about, I'm going to go Packers win 28-17. I'd like the score to be a little bit higher for the Packers, like you guys think so, but I'm not going to go that route until they prove that they can get there. Because we just haven't seen it yet. Yep. I would very much enjoy us to score in the 30s, 40s, or even high 40s, 50s, but I don't think it's going to happen yet. I'd like to see it first. So 28 17. Um, then I'm going to say that my lock is the Rams over the Niners. I think that the Niners really haven't looked all that great this year. Honestly, I guess I call it a lock it, It's kind of a, it's kind of a tough week to pick the, the matchups are pretty close all the way across the board. There's a lot of good games this week that there's not really one team that's totally better than the other. Um, and then for my upset, I'm going to go with the Titans over the Colts, the, and FanDuel they have the Titans at plus three and a half. And I think that with that matchup, the Titans have a better team than than what we've seen at this point. They, you know, obviously they have Rabel, they have Derrick Henry. And I think Tannehill's one of the better quarterbacks in the league. I think that they're underperforming at this point in time. I think that there's a pretty good chance that they win that game.
2: I see, I
0: see, I see. Dude, I just watched, I think Tua just got oof, concussed into next week. That dude just got power slammed, and his head hit the pavement or the pavement, the turf, and it bounced up. And he immediately grabbed his helmet. Like that looked, that did not look good. Well, I
3: Jack, think.
1: Remember sh- when that happened one time in Stillwater, Minnesota? To you or to me, when you had some guy, a couple of, <laughs> you picked a fight.
0: I didn't pick a fight. You picked the fight. I stood in All in right. the fight, <laughs> and then Tony got. Tony went squirrel tactic and decided to jump on a very large man and uh, the large man did what large men do and he just basically chucked Tony off of him and then I was defending our
1: Jacob (laughs) thank you very much
0: well I appreciate it buddy but if you remember there was no reason because we didn't have any beef at all you thought we were in a fight and uh, to to Tony's credit he de I've never seen him hit anyone in any capacity, in any way, <laughs> he declated this guy, and for about eight <laughs> seconds, he was living large. Tony was a beast. Tony felt like what probably Clayton feels like after he's done watching Roadhouse.
1: Roadhouse.
0: He, on that level, and then the crushing reality set in is that oh, that dude gets up again, and then there was more of them than us, and we were quite outnumbered, and
1: it was like an eight-on-two, and good.
0: quite smaller. So let's just say that uh, that didn't end up great. Thanks, Tony, for always bringing up the great memories. Let's move on to our starts and sits. And guys, I know I'm going to get crap from Tony. I want to – starts and sits is so generic. It's so bland. How about studs and duds? Huh?
3: Wow.
0: Huh? Dude, I, I'm behind you guys on the stream, but that a hit? Did you see his, his fingers? fingers? Yeah, he went, like – yeah, that's not a, it's not good. That's not Who's good. the
1: backup in Miami? Can they bring back Fitz Magic?
0: They should. Oh. Everybody. Dude, his fingers. Ooh, they like go.
3: Yeah, they like he yikes. That's scary, man.
0: That's 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 straight knockout, like pure knockout when you're when your limbs go I, into like that. I've never seen that. Have you ever seen that in UFC where they um you know where they get knocked out and they go stiff as a board for a good 10, 15, 20 seconds until that kind of I don't know what it is. I mean, but yeah, like but the dude, nerves the way his fingers were bent. Yeah, that was messed up, bro. Jeez, that's scary. That's scary. I hope he's okay. That's crazy.
3: Yeah, no kidding.
0: Oh, they're getting the card out and everything. Yeah, that's not good. Oof. All right. Well, let's try to move past that into this segment. Sorry. Studs and duds. Okay, that's cool. Uh Corderell, Patterson Flash Patterson versus Cleveland. Uh Patterson's been a top five fantasy uh running back in two of his three games this year and i really just i used to be a quarter oh, flash? yeah remember paul told us <laughs> his, his nickname was self-proclaimed flash patterson or something like that i believe uh-huh. oh yeah, so, yeah I, I put that in there yeah highlighted it definitely put it in italics uh, so i think that he is going to go off he's going to go off, uh, going against the 28th ranked pff rush defensive grade team which is cleveland browns and dude patterson he's the sixth ranked fantasy running back right now which is insane because you don't really look at him as a serious running back but he gets the attempts he gets even a lot of passes out of the backfield and i really really like what they're using how they're using him and then my other one is going to be amari cooper at atlanta staying in that game i'm kind of i like that game i'm sticking around there cooper's been sneaky good this year after a lot of people wrote him off the browns have the sixth best pass rushing defense and so i think that's going to slow atlanta down maybe it keeps it a close game amari's going to have a lot of targets they're not going to lean as heavy on you know hunt and chubb as maybe they would if they get a big lead start patting the stats that kind of thing so that is my other start my sit is rashad penny against detroit you guys know i have a weird you know i i like uh i like detroit this year i like what they're doing I do not like Seattle in any way. If Ken Walker is at all able to contribute, I just feel like that uh, Rashad Penny has shown what he can do. Nobody's very impressed. He's the 43rd ranked running back in uh, fantasy football up until this point. And then my other sit, a guy that Tony is in love with for whatever reason, DJ Moore, the guy keeps showing up great on paper and not great in reality. He's the 55th ranked wide receiver at this point in PPR scoring. He's yet the top 50 yards from scrimmage at all in the first three games. To me, that's an automatic sit. Tony, what are you thinking?
1: I think you're absolutely wrong. I think DJ Moore <clears> showed <throat> out this week.
0: There we go. Right. I hope so. Blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then.
1: Yes, Jacob, you've won in fantasy football before. We're aware. Thank you. Actually, yeah. blind seal. <laughs> uh, anyways, okay. <clears throat> starts of the week. I'm gonna go Javante Williams v Denver Broncos. The usage is there. The team the team is gonna get the offense rolling. Uh, they are going to score a lot of points this week against the Raiders. It's gonna be a high scoring game. Both offenses need to get going. Uh, they, they know each other well. And I think Russ gets cooking this week as well and has a pretty good game. So I don't know if he's gonna catch them or run them, uh, but I think Javante Williams finally gets in the end zone once or twice and has a really good game. My second start is one young Christian Watson. Rogers is gonna make it happen. He he's just going to, he's gonna orchestrate, getting a man some confidence. He needs him to have confidence. Uh, and Rogers is selfish like that and skilled enough to do it. So I just think that a home game uh, against an AFC team is going to make it happen. So my sits of the week, Devontae Adams is not gonna have a good game. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the well. You I'm know gonna... what happened the last time you did this. Yeah, I do. Uh, Denver and Oakland know each other well. Denver's got some good corners. There's other receivers doing things. Matt Collins. Uh on
3: un- open, <laughs> Um if only the listeners knew how much of a flex that was because hey you were hammering Mac Hollins down in our group chat. It wasn't hey. even on the path, it wasn't even on the podcast, but you said it before he had a killer game and then he lit it up. What do you have? Like 30 points. Dude, he's randomly
0: like one of the top. He's I I, I gotta figure out this out. Huh? He's he's I, I don't understand again. Tony does this with multiple things he'll just pull something out of his butt. Mac Collins is currently the 21st ranked wide receiver in PPR scoring.
1: <sighs> what? I will find a really really cheap fantasy receiver every each and every week who's oh, going to go wrong. off. Uh
0: he's number 20 in PPR. And then who's 19 Tony? 20.
1: Do you know who 19 is Tony? That's Greg Dorch baby. Greg mother <laughs> and Dorch. Don't talk about Gregory like that. That's my guy. Anyways, blinds <laughs> a blind seal uh finds a nut every once in a while. <laughs> Uh, Paul will get that joke when he's back on. But anyway, yeah, uh, we're just, we're just, there. yeah. Matt Collins, man, he's a thing. Hunter Renfro banged up. I don't know how bad his concussion is, but uh, that offense is going to find a way to make it work. Adams is going to get his targets, but in no way, shape, or form is he going to come close to equaling what he's done in previous years. He's not going to get the targets, none of it. My next one is uh, Gibson on your Washington Redskins football team, not Redskins. <laughs>
3: Commanders. Commanders. They change their name every year
1: now. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, it's the, the the team is not good. The offense is coming crashing to reality. All those receivers that randomly were shown out for two weeks came back to reality last week. At Dallas, Dallas's defense has been pretty solid this year. Um, I I just don't think it's a good spot for Gibson. McKissick's there getting passing down work. That Brian Robinson rookie's coming back at some point. Uh, it's, it's just not going to be ideal um, skating for Gibson. So he's fighting for his job. Uh, so he will very likely have a very down week. So those are my sits of the week. Also, anybody who is on Justin's team against me, Lord have mercy because you're going to have a bad time.
0: Good luck, Justin. All right, Justin, rattle through your starts and sits and let's get out of here.
3: just got to ask, Is one of you just typing on a keyboard? I was just going
0: to, Tony, it sounded like <laughs> the weird ring sound or some weird like. The what? It was like some horror movie sound like. Ar, 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 but I
3: some, couldn't like, even concentrate on whatever Tony was saying. All I could hear was. Arr.
0: Yeah, it was some uh, horror music type movie thing. Anyways, go ahead.
1: I don't know what you're talking about, but Teddy Two Gloves is in the game in case you guys want. Oh my it.
0: gosh, he is.
1: Teddy Two Gloves. Anyways, go ahead.
3: Uh my sorry guys. I'm trying to watch the game at the same time as we talk. I'm I'm behind on your stream, and I'm just seeing Tua go out on the stretcher. Man, that's sad. Yeah. I back to starts and sits. Uh, for my first start, I'm gonna say Khalil Herbert. Uh, David Montgomery went down, and the Bears' offense has been absolute trash. The only thing that they can do well, I don't usually. Talk good about the Bears because I think their whole team is pretty well trashed. But the one thing that they have been doing well is running the ball. there I think Khalil Herbert had what someone someone helped me out here. I think he had like 25, 30 points last week in fantasy. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, he, he had a, a lot of points.
3: Yeah. It's it's the only thing that that the Bears have done well, and they don't have another running back besides him for next week. So he, he would be your best start. And then I'm gonna again say Romeo Dobbs. Uh, He had his eight targets last week. I think that Rogers is going to hit him a lot again this week. I think that he at least gets in the end zone once. I think he's going to score a lot of fantasy points like we hit on on the last podcast. He had 21 last week and I don't see it being any different this week. And then another thing, I would keep an eye on the health of Dalvin Cook and Jonathan Taylor because both of them are questionable. They have had injuries and they've missed practice. So if either one of them is going to miss the game, you're going to want to try to slot in Alexander Madison or Naheem Hines. Those will be really sneaky, good guys to slide in because you'll get a lot of points out of them.
0: Yeah. T. Higgins just scored as we're watching the Thursday night game. And also I'm way behind your guys' strength. Branching off of um, that Khalil Herbert start, the NFC North running backs. Basically, if you're not a Green Bay Packer, you don't have a starting running back. So Khalil Herbert's obviously starting for Montgomery. Madison's most likely going to get the start over Cook. DeAndre Swift is not, I'm guessing, going to play at all. Jamal Williams, which Jamal Williams loves seeing that guy show out. If I'm doing a daily fantasy, I'm putting Jamal Williams, maybe Khalil Herbert, getting those guys at a steal at under 6,000 each, low five five thousands for that. So, um, that's something that I'd probably definitely pick up. It frees up a lot of open cap space for some big name wide receivers and some tight ends. So basically guys, that's going to kind of bring this to an end. We can get through some quick NFL news and notes, you know, like I said, it's Thursday night, so I'm not sure exactly how beneficial this will be, but Kamara court case is delayed. Jameis Winston not seen at the open portion of the practice on Thursday, but that's not nothing to be too worried about. He's been a little bit touch and go at practice for the last two weeks, but does play. Jalen Waddles expected to play Thursday, which he has, and he's looking pretty good. Tua, obviously expected to play, has just been carted out with a undisclosed injury. I have to guess at the very least a very bad concussion, if not a neck injury. Damien here's Damien Pierce with a hip injury, limited Wednesday. Melvin Gordon. Limited Wednesday. Jonathan Taylor returned back to practice on Thursday. DeAndre Swift, he's going to miss Thursday's practice. And I would guess again, he's not going to go. Also, Amon Ross St. Brown does not practice Thursday. That one you definitely, definitely want to pay attention uh, to. I didn't know that. Yeah. He's, I think that might be a little more precautionary once again, but you might knows? get lucky, Tony. Yeah. 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 Tony needs all the <laughs> luck he can get with our uh, fantasy league. I'll tell you <laughs> that. No, no, no rebuttal, Tone. Nothing really.
1: America loves a comeback, Jacob. I'm
0: <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought this was America. I'm
2: sorry. I thought this was America.
0: Well, that being said, guys, that's going to probably do it for this week's episode here or this uh, tonight's episode. We're going to go ahead, get y'all out of here right now. It is 14-6. The Bengals are up with two minutes, 50 seconds left in the second quarter. Again, we just saw Tua get touted out, uh, carted out on a stretcher. Did not look good. So prayers up for Tua. If you have any questions or any comments, concerns, you can email us at packernetfantasy@gmail.com. At you can find us on Twitter at underscore PF podcast for Tony and for Justin and for Bad Luck Paul, who was not here, but here in spirit. We miss you, Bad Luck Paul. And I'm sure that the next time you grace us with your presence, it will be filled with 10 times the amount of bad luck. So we look forward to that. Until next time, I am Jacob signing off for PFP. Go Pack Go. Roadhouse.